Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 30 of the Matt and Matt O-Scale Trains podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rochford, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Matt Zuzuha. Matt, how you doing tonight, buddy? Fantastic, man. How about yourself? Like always, man. But I need still need to think of a new new uh, uh, thing to come up with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I know you will. You'll come up with one one day. I'm really, really excited about tonight's episode. We have a lot going on. We have a uh, surprise for everybody and a surprise announcement. Uh, but before we hit that, I do want to mention to folks who haven't gone there is uh, if you are looking for some Matt and Matt O-Scale Train merch, uh, we have a website. It is, uh, if you go to uh, mattycetrains.creator-spring.com, uh, you will see a listing of not only just Matt and Matt kind of official podcast stuff, but uh, plenty of other train-related items as well, like any kind of like merchandise that you want. Uh, and if you use our merch code, which is M-A-M-P-O-D, you will get 10% off. Now, uh, I will put that information in the podcast show notes uh, you don't have to write anything down or remember anything because obviously it's a website and it just even if I said it, you wouldn't be able to remember it. So uh, <laughs> I don't even remember it. Yeah, uh, neither, so, uh, said it. <laughs> making a making an easy click is the best way to go. So, mm-hmm. all right. With that said, tonight's topic is going to be there and back again, a York train show adventure. So uh, not to be confused with the Hobbit movie so or books. <laughs> Uh, now, uh, on to our really big announcement for our Matt and Matt podcast team. Uh, we have recently just added another permanent co-host to our podcast. Uh, he has been on the podcast before uh, several times, uh, and it is none other than Johnny from the Autumnus YouTube train channel. Johnny? Uh, how you doing tonight, buddy? Wait, this isn't Comcast Tech Support. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on again. So, yeah, you want to upgrade? Man. Do you want to upgrade to a landline, sir? Uh, I like. I want to do a dial-up. Can I do dial-up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we want to welcome Johnny a hundred percent to the mm-hmm. podcast team. Um, we a couple reasons we did this is number one, uh, we just wanted to add an extra head. We wanted to make our conversations a little bit more dynamic. When we talk about, uh, you know, just all of the various, you know, uh, topics that we talk about here on the, on the podcast, but it also allows us to be a little bit more flexible with folk, with people's schedules, um, allowing us people to take a break if they have to, or if one of us isn't available, well, now at least we have two heads in the podcast booth that can, you know, chat about whatever topic we have for that day. So, um, it, uh, you know, this really adds a lot more to our podcast and we are ecstatic to have uh, Johnny on board. I'm really excited. Yeah, thanks, guys. I really appreciate you guys letting me uh, not only be on the podcast, but uh, letting me be part of the, the co-hosts. Uh, you guys have been a big part of my inspiration of getting through the hobby. And as you guys already know, I've been a longtime listener and fan of the podcast. So it's surreal to kind of be invited on as a permanent stay. So I really appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Who would be better than a number one fan? <laughs> <laughs> All the blackmailing, and I'm finally here. I mean, uh, yeah, Johnny, uh, what merchandise do you own from the Matt Matt Train podcast? Uh, I have some trains I stolen from Matt R's house. 
Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, borrowed, borrowed. Uh, borrowed, okay. Borrowed. There you go. <laughs> now, uh, t- for tonight's perspective, uh, both Johnny and I were brand new to the York Train show this year. Um, unfortunately, Matt Z was not able to attend, but Matt Z is going to have some great questions for us, especially for all our listeners out there that didn't have a chance to go. Well, Matt Z is going to hit those important questions that you might have. And of course, we can't have a York podcast show without a veteran York, a seasoned York tro- train show perspective. Uh, and that would be none other than a pre- another previous guest, Maddie C from the Maddie C YouTube channel. Uh, Maddie C, how you doing? Hey guys, it's great to be back. I uh, always is a pleasure to talk to you guys. You guys have probably the best O-Scale train podcast out there, or just anything that has to do with model railroading. I think you guys have been doing a fabulous job since I've last been on, since my interview. And since we did the uh, Lionel catalog, not terribly long ago, which hopefully we get to do that again at some point because that was fun. I, I'm I'm convinced that the new catalog soon is gonna really hurt all of our wallets. I'm convinced Lionel has something, <laughs> to but uh, uh, yeah, I'm so happy to be back with you guys. This is awesome as always. Sweet, awesome. Yeah, thanks, Matt, for uh, thanks for giving us your time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, to come on and and be on our York Show Train podcast. Absolutely. All right. Well, with that said, let's get started here. Uh, we're going to start. This is going to be kind of a casual, just uh, just normal kind of roundtable discussion about York. Uh, but we are going to have a little bit of a schedule here. Um, going to have Matt Z uh, offer his kind of perspective and give his questions on uh, for those that went to the show. Uh, maybe there's something that he wanted to know uh, about the show or traveling there or even how to get started with it. Uh, after that, Matt and I, I'm sorry, Johnny and I will give our perspectives on like our first time being there. And then, of course, uh, Maddie C will give us his uh, seasoned veteran perspective on the show, uh, on the fall 2021 show. And then we'll talk about perhaps maybe a little bit of fall 2022 and, and uh, you know, what the plan is there. So, uh, Matt Z, I'm uh, giving you the mic. All right. So, I think... I think uh, one of the first questions we should ask, and I'll let anybody answer this one, is for the uninitiated, what exactly is York? You know, what's you know, what's it all about, and you know, what goes on basically. I think I can answer this one the best, being the seasoned veteran. Go ahead. Um, so, what is York? That is a wonderful question because for a lot of people out there. Not a lot of people know about this show unless you are a member of the TCA, a.k.a. the Train Collectors Association. Um, so they are the masterminds behind this show, which is held twice a year. It's held in the spring and then it's held in the fall, which we were currently at. Um, basically, this show has been going on since, believe it or not, since the late 60s. Um, it's a show that has been uh, really the Super Bowl of model train shows. It is the largest um, O-scale, or just in general, it's one of the largest model train conventions in the entire U.S. where you have, over the course of two or three days, depending on how long you go, but it's a three-day event, 
where it's held in the York Fairgrounds in Pennsylvania. And basically what it is, is it's a giant swap meet. So you have all these tables, like in these various halls that are color coded. So you have, believe it or not, you have seven buildings to go to. So you have, I'm not going to say all of them here, but just to give you an idea, you have the blue hall, you have the red hall, you have the silver hall and yellow hall to name a few. And basically they are these giant warehouses that are just filled to the brim of model trains. So specifically O scale, this show is predominantly an O scale, uh, three rail show. However, that doesn't exclude scales like American flyer or, you know, uh, standard gauge, which is, you know, the bigger O scale. Um, you have occasionally you have people selling HO. I've even seen people in the past selling like European trains from like Hornby or Morklin or things like that nature. And, Honestly, it is without question one of the most unique experiences you could ever have in the hobby, if not the most unique, because my motto with York is if you can't find it at this show, you can't find it anywhere. You have the chance to see almost everything you could possibly imagine in the hobby. Somebody on someone's table is going to have that rare piece or that unique piece you've been looking at online through magazines or YouTube or uh, DVDs and stuff like that. And it's just a phenomenal experience that you get to have a thrill of a chance to be up close with some of these harder to find models. Or most importantly, you go and you can get unbelievable deals that you normally couldn't get on eBay or anywhere else. Cool. That's uh Really sounds like quite the show. Um, I, like I, said, I I haven't been. I want to go. I'm really jealous of everybody that has gone just because it really does sound like a fantastic time. And it's a multiple day thing, too. So it's, you know, it's not just one day. Yeah. Really one cool. of the one of the other things, too, to keep in mind is that uh, yeah, calling it like a super, you know, uh, swap meet. Uh, is a is an understatement because i mean not only are there just like just tons of private sellers but all uh it, all of the larger uh stores are there so like train world uh to name a few uh trains.com was there like you know these are folks that don't go to like you know your normal everyday kind of local train show um, but they are there. They're there with their deals. They're there with their stuff that uh, there was in their, you know, in their storage. I mean, they're just they're they're trying to get I hate to say trying to get rid of stuff. But I mean, some of the prices that I saw were just utterly ridiculous. Uh, just stuff that they're like, look, we don't want to bring it home. So <laughs> make us an offer. But uh, even even, you know, larger manufacturers were there. Uh, Lionel you know, had a booth there that I saw. Um, Mega Steam was there that I saw. And, and, and obviously plenty of others that, you know, that can't rattle off on the top of my head. But uh, this is just like a train show extravaganza. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was very, very cool. And uh, it was uh, just a, a wonderful time. Sweet. Okay, so what about this? How about this question? And I'll let uh, I'll let Maddie C answer this one as well. But uh, let's just say I'm new to the York Train Show. Okay, well, how do I go to the York Train Show? What do I have to do it's, to sign up for it? 
it's a very straightforward process. Although, like I said before, given how TCA is very not quote unquote secretive of how you can uh, go about getting into the show, um, the way it is, it's like any like convention. Like the best example, you can compare the like process of getting into the show, like Comic Con. It's it's kind of like that. So what you do, um, you go to the TCA website. Um, also, something else we have to mention, TCA plays a big factor in this show. Not only do they provide us an amazing experience, but they also um, give you a chance to be a member. So the TCA has been around for <laughs> since the dawn of time, really, um, <laughs> with model trains. But um, the thing you got to do when you're becoming a member is you, you do a generic um, sign-up process. You can do it either at the TCA Museum in Strasbourg, PA, or you can do it online. And what you do is you just you fill out your information and whatnot. And then you give a little description about yourself as far as your collection. Oh, what do you collect? Oh, this and that. Then you get numbered into the TCA. You have a, a member number or whatever. But um, the thing that you, you, that you need to do if you're going to go to York is you have to sign for you, – you become the member – it's like a $50 subscription every year. It's a, it's a yearly subscription and it's good to get you into the TCA museum for free. It's good to get you into the, Oh, any of the train related things in PA, you get a discount to go in. Um, but no, then you buy your tickets for York on their um, official website and then you're good to go. Now, the reason why I say I urge people to be a TCA member when you go to York is you have basically the entire show at your disposal. So um, when you're there, select halls are strictly for members of the TCA only. Hence why you can get some of the unbelievable deals that we were just discussing before. Um, that gives you access to pretty much all seven halls. If you are a general public person, per se, and you don't want to be the TCA, um, that's fine. You can still attend the York show. However, you're restricted. They will only let you go into certain halls. So they only get you to go to, I think, like three or four out of the seven, which honestly, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're missing out on a lot of other trains you could potentially find or look at and stuff like that. So that it's a very straightforward process. And how much is it? The membership is about $50 for the year. And then to get into York itself, like the tickets, it's like 16 bucks for like the three days. And that's a really good price. $16 for three days is is unbelievable. Yeah, that's a, that's a steal. <laughs> it costs us, like, what is it, Johnny? Like, it costs us $7 to go to the Wheaton, sh Wheaton show once a month. And that's just for, like, five hours of walking around. This is $16 for three days of nonstop, you know, just O-scale merchandise uh, in all the buildings. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it definitely is what we I think my first real train show I went to as of late was with you, uh, Matt R. And we went to, as you said, to the Wheaton show. And I was pretty overwhelmed when we went there. And that show wasn't small by any, by any stretch of the imagination. It's still several buildings. Granted, not nearly as large as York. But I remember uh, when, when you and I arrived there on Thursday evening, we only kind of peaked at like the first part of the first building and then another building but you and i after peeking in that first building we were we were like in, we were like in shock like there mm -hmm. was so much there and it is it's quantity but there's also quality as well 
And you definitely are getting your money's worth when you pay your entrance fee for TCA and for the badge. It's it's definitely well worth the money, and I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, I yeah I totally agree. I was pretty pretty blown away uh, by it, just like you said, like going into that first building. I was kind of like, uh, yeah, um, I <laughs> I hope I don't spend all my money tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this was Thursday night. We got there a little late on Thursday, uh, but we were still able to hop around to a couple of buildings. And I had to basically like, you know, lock my wallet away because uh, there was just like I just I can't spend it all right now uh, as much as I really wanted to. Uh, and uh, it's just I think like Maddie C said uh, when we first started uh, tonight uh, that. um You'll find if you're looking for it, you'll find it in some way, form or fashion. And uh, like all of the all the private sellers, like everybody was just very, very nice to talk to, to interact with. Uh, They were willing to like everybody was willing to deal like I didn't come up to anybody that was just like, no, no, that's my that's my firm price. Like you guys might have had a different perspective, but like I, you know, from for me, like all of the people that were selling even like the people at uh trains.com like i had i bought something from trains with a z and uh they you know i was able to to you know ask for a lower price and they're like yeah sure why not and i'm like okay that's fine to kind of quote off of matt uh matt z it's like the it's like the real life uh ebay make an offer button just... yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it but, uh, <laughs> but yeah awesome. definitely you you can you can make offers and people are definitely willing to work with you uh, i'm a person like i said i'm i'm new to the whole train show uh side of things and i don't i'm still getting used to making people offers but like i i bought a couple items there and there was a there was a locomotive i bought and you know if you're one of those people where you're kind of intimidated to to make an offer with people there and you know because you you will you will have the opportunity to do so you know you can there's no no one's going to judge you for walking up to someone asking you know they'll give you your, their price and you could ask them you know what's the is that the best price you can offer you know it's you'll be able to get a good deal one way or another and if you don't well you can just walk away simple as that yep backpedaling on what johnny said it's kind of it's it, it basically is like that it is kind of like a real life ebay in a weird way um but the thing about this show that I find always the most enjoyable is more so the people you get to go meet and experience and talk to. Like some of these hobby shops that you've never heard of in the Orange Hall are there. And they could be some of the nicest people you've ever met in the hobby. And that's the best part about the show, at least to me, is um, you definitely get a chance to meet like the hardcore people of the hobby, you know, not just some rinky dink hobby shop out of nowhere that doesn't necessarily know what they're selling. Like these are all these sellers are people that have been in the hobby for years, if not decades, and they know exactly what they're selling and they are the most comfortable and nice people to talk to because like you're spending all this money and you're traveling to go to this show, like all these people that are there, that you know you get a you get a real sense of like i know where i am kind of in a way you know despite how big the buildings are and whatnot like you got an idea of like just how the interactions are going to go for the most part you're going to just run into 
um, really wonderful people, and they'll always be willing to work with you on price on something. So there's never like a chance to say never say never like, oh, I can never get this product. I can never get this locomotive for this price. Don't say that because there's a good chance you could walk away with a brand new Premier or Legacy engine for like way under what an MSRP would go for. Nope, nope. I I I I totally agree with that. Now to let's let's kind of go back in time a little bit here. Not not too far, but we'll go. <laughs> we're gonna go back in time a little bit. Actually, and actually, want to talk kind of about the um the the uh, the trip itself, or at least the drive for some of us. Uh, just so people out there in the audience just have a kind of a rough idea of what to expect. Now, Johnny and I went with a another gentleman here in the Chicagoland area. His name is Jason. Uh, his nickname is the Triple Trailer Man. So um, <laughs> that's uh, uh, so uh, shout out to Jason. Uh, so we all we all decided to go together. Uh, and it was probably the best decision we could ever make because uh, obviously going to uh, the super train show is awesome, but obviously traveling there with friends uh, makes it even extra special. And uh, I think we, I would, I had to say it was, it was a, you would think driving from like Chicago to York would just be like super boring, but uh, it was none of that. It was a, uh, it was pretty straightforward and we made like unbelievable time. Uh, I think we got there in like, I don't know, uh, the 10, 10 hours, 11 yeah, hours, yeah, something right. like that. Yeah, like 10-ish. 10-ish. Uh, we didn't hit traffic until we got to York. I mean, it was literally just like a pretty, it, it was beautiful to see, you know, the transition from the, you know, the great plains of the Midwest, like heading into the mountains, you know, when you're, when you're heading into uh, Pennsylvania, uh, it was, uh, it, it was just a really great trip. And, um, you know, we got there, we, we, you know, at least traveling from like, from West to East, uh, you know, it was a, it, it was a, it was a pretty awesome trip. I have to say, uh, oh, yeah. just, you know, from all the scenes that we saw and, and, uh, just kind of, we were just kind of like pointing out all these things along the way and looking for trains <laughs> that we could spot. We, we were cheering some, through the tunnels. Like we, we were, were like, <laughs> we were like, Oh my God, tunnels, hills, hills. Yep. And, and as a, as flatlanders from, from the Midwest, like I think I, I pointed, I poked fun at, at Matt at this, when we were going through Pennsylvania, if I had a, if I had a nickel for every time where Matt said, all right, I think we're out of the mountains. I would have had enough to buy a legacy engine. <laughs> it's true the mountains kept coming <laughs> yep we're like oh we're done with the mountains oh wait a minute no we're not all right we're going down the mountain again <laughs> it's like... yeah but kind of like piggybacking off your point matt like going going with friends is definitely if you're able to and i know not everybody's fortunate to be able to have that but um if you're able to go with friends or get a group together to go to york um it'll it'll make the trip more cost efficient you know you'll be able to split up the driving and it will just make your experience much more enjoyable like um whether when you're going to the show you'll have the company and you'll have that companionship during the show as well um because i think matt you and i you and i walked together for i think the good majority of the show and we were able to like like piggyback like like throw throw ideas back and forth at each other and be able to say all right this is should i get this engine or should i get these cars or is this worth the deal and well, they're better for good. Egg each other on to buy stuff, but <laughs> or as I say, or as a peer pressure. enablers, <laughs> enablers, yeah, yeah, we enabled each other, but in a fun way. <laughs> yes, in, in a fun way. 
how about uh, how about you, Maddie C? Like, how was so we're you know we're uh, Midwestern guys coming from the West, uh, but you were coming from the East. So, how was your trip in? <laughs> Getting there is literally same old, same old. Since I've gone so many times, like it's kind of it's just another field trip for me at this point. <laughs> you know, um, going the only thing I got excited for is going over. Uh, the Verrazano Bridge, and you get to see like the uh, city skyline and Statue of Liberty. Then after that, you go through Staten Island, which isn't all great. And then you go through, uh, you know, that scene at the beginning of uh, the Sopranos theme song. You're just going through this industrial park, and you're seeing all this uh, this random crap that nobody cares about, and you're just like, eh, God, here we go again. And then you know you get through, and then you're finally in PA, and you're like, ah, peace, bliss. This is great. I know I, I love I love the trip going there and I actually went with um um a fellow friend of ours uh I went with uh Otaku Rail fan. He is uh on Instagram, he's on YouTube as well. Um he he offered to drive with his two brothers, so and he had a truck. So we were like, okay, it works for me, more things to spend money on and just throw into the back. So uh that's always a plus. It, it like you said before, uh going with friends, it's always a uh, a real nice opportunity because um, not only is it just a lot of fun and adds to the experience, it's also can be beneficial because you can have your friends like in different halls. Like say you want to split up for a little while and you want to say, Oh, I'm going to go to orange hall. I'll see you in blue hall or something like that. While you guys are in those halls or whatever. And I noticed this over the course of uh, our trip, we had several friends. We of the podcast that we met up with and uh, the, thing that was always beneficial to me was you had opportunities where friends would text or call you and say, Oh, I found this engine in this hall and it's at this price. It's in this row. And that's awesome because like you can have an opportunity where you pass that item or you missed it entirely. And then boom, somebody found it that you're friends with there. And it, it just gives you an awesome opportunity. It gives you so much more like field of depth. If I, if you know, so to speak, field of view to, just get a, you know, have an opportunity to, to get these items that you might've missed. Cause I tell you, I found several items this year from just people texting me while I'm driving to, on Thursday to get to the first day of the show. I mean, I've been looking for like a bunch of rolling stock. That's harder to come by like a, a Pensy N6B caboose from MTH, which is a, like a 80, $90 car. And then my one friend said, Oh, I found it in this hall for 35 bucks sold done. So that it's always beneficial and a lot more fun if you can go to friends for events like this, for sure. Yeah, it's called Trainedar instead of Radar. It's Trainedar. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, I I just pinged something you're looking for. Come on over. All right, I'll be there in a second. Uh, Yeah, in fact, uh, I found a couple of items as well uh, for other folks. And of course, I take, you know, you got your phone with you take a snapshot of it, like send it to your buddy, like, Hey, in the orange hall, uh, on row K, uh, this is what I found. And, you know, you're interested. Should I stay here? Should I make the guy an offer? Uh, you know, we, uh, had another gentleman who went and found something for a friend that wasn't going. Uh, and, uh, uh, he was actually, uh, you know, I'll be honest. It was, it was actually Eric from Eric's trains. Um, his buddy, Zach, uh, went uh, with us as well, and he's our, he's in our little club as well. We're we're very good friends with Zach, uh, so oh, shout yeah. out to Zach uh, if you're out there. Gotta get uh, him on here. That's right. 
And uh, he was able to find something for uh, for his buddy uh, Eric from Eric's Trains, and Eric Train Eric actually made a made a note about that in one of his um, latest uh, videos as well that he was able to find that uh, Santa Fe Genset switcher that he's been kind of looking for, and that was something that we had brought up yeah. in the podcast that when we had Eric on. So um, everything kind of you know comes full circle at one point. <laughs> I'm still looking. <laughs> You're still okay. Yeah, Massel looking, everybody. Massel <laughs> looking, everybody. So if anybody knows, you know, everybody turn on your trained R uh, and uh, help Maddie Z out. If you if you find a Santa Fe Genset switcher from Lionel, uh, please uh, let us know. Wait, please. from what manufacturer? From from Lionel? From Lionel. From Lionel. 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 <laughs> the big L. Yeah, the big L. There you go. The big yeah. L. The big L. <laughs> Now, I actually wanted to bring up something. So we we focused a lot so far on the like monetary side, the the hunting, which is which is a big part of York. Mm-hmm. But another aspect I want to I want to bring up is something that we all got to experience, which was the community side of York. Um, being able to a lot of folks who have gone from what I've heard and from what I've experienced, York is a way for them to finally meet in person and to connect with one another. And you definitely see that camaraderie, whether that be with your own friends or just by watching some of the people interact. You'll see people walk up to a, a vendor and be like, hey, you know, Bob, you know, how you been? It's been ages, you know, and, and people have formed lifelong friendships here at York. And you can really see the the closeness of the O-scale hobby here at the show. But another aspect that I thought was really interesting and kind of something new is the aspect of kind of being able to see some of the people you've been watching or listening to on on social media so like um matt r you you and i experienced this uh even outside of york it's as well when we were just kind of exploring pa um people coming up and seeing their favorite youtubers or favorite podcast hosts and just saying hi um you you get to heck you know when i was walking around i managed to and I, I've, I've met him before but like on our last day like just saw norm charbonneau walk into the hall into the yellow hall and we got to get to chat with norm for a little bit um that that's an aspect that you know i really appreciate about york the fact that you can just kind of walk up to anybody say hi and um they'll, they'll, they'll most most likely greet you with open arms there yeah, I'm agreeing with Johnny there for sure. Like like you said, like getting a chance to like see these long lost friends that you haven't seen in ages. I seen that all the time with some of these older folks that uh maybe not necessarily, you know, have like what we got going on as far as like some people that are don't use like social media and stuff like that and they're so old school that they write letters to each other or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's always so wholesome to go to York because it's it really like you said it's definitely the friendship aspect in this hobby that I I love so much. Um, you just you get an opportunity. York gives you a, a, a vast opportunity to just see all these folks in one place. It's it's really amazing. Um, my personal, I I definitely was you know it was it was great to like see uh, Matt R in the in the flesh for the first time. Uh, that that was definitely very cool, and even um, GFW train seeing uh, George and uh, Wally for the first time was uh, really fun. It, it definitely put a smile on my face seeing these people I've been watching on YouTube for quite a long time and uh, getting a chance to socialize and just hang out with them. I mean, what you can't ask for anything better than that, especially like if you're going to the train show and you like you're just strictly there to buy trains and whatever. That's fine. But for me, this year was so much more about just hanging out, talking, and 
just just having a, a grand a grand old time you know so i i'm definitely with you on that that's that's so this that's the beauty of this show specifically like you get an opportunity to just hang out with a it's basically a party for like three days when you guys went uh and you guys are kind of planning this you know that was the first that was the biggest thing i think i was the most jealous of i mean yeah the show i mean don't get me wrong the show is cool i'm not trying to knock it or anything but that alone the getting to meet everybody getting to meet these people that we've been watching like Jenny said but watching or talking to or you know listening to whatever for the past while it's like you guys get to meet you know uh i'm just throwing some examples zach or sid or heck either matt or john anybody you know you can do that at this show it's like that was my biggest thing it's like you know i'm jealous that you guys get to meet these people <laughs> you know what i mean it's really cool um i think that was huge um so really congrats to all you guys for getting able to do it really cool yeah and uh just just to kind of uh uh kind of note on that uh wanted to say uh give a shout out to one of our listeners of the podcast thomas from new york uh i met him at the lionel uh, booth there in the orange hall so uh thomas it was great meeting you Thanks for coming up to me and thanks for being a listener of the show. I really yeah, appreciate big it. Thanks dude. So, yep. Yeah. I was, uh, I was sitting at the Lionel uh, booth. We were, that was kind of one of the first halls we went into um, outside of the initial registration hall. And I was just looking around and, and he had heard me speaking and he came up to me and he saw my name tag and he, you know, he just, Hey, aren't you one of the mats from the Matt Mano skill train podcast? And uh, I, I was actually very flattered and kind of blown away. Uh, it was just really cool for something like that to happen uh, for the show because I, you know, obviously we want Matt and I wanted this show to be success, successful, but we never kind of thought that we would get to a point where you know people would uh, you know recognize us even just by our voice. So um, that it just it, it really really means a lot, and it means to us means people are listening to our podcast and people are are enjoying the content and obviously big shout out to all of the guests that we've had on and also you know very very much including the guests we have tonight who have mm -hmm. definitely helped our our podcast uh be successful yeah huge thanks everybody really big thanks guys it was it was really surreal to to meet all those folks out there at york um i know there are a couple other folks I was quickly that I, off the top of my head. I remember like um, Joe from Philly was definitely a guy that we we ran into him a couple of times. We did uh, very very passionate uh, and kind gentleman. Uh, we also met uh, his channel's name is uh, Nathan Five Chime. He also was really great. And something that I really one of the stories I've I've seen that happened from York. Um, we we are, we're good friends with um, JD Stocks, uh, Jason, and uh, RBP Trains with Chris, and. They had the opera. They went together uh, as a duo through the majority of the show, uh, and they ran into this gentleman who went up to them and, and asked, you know, how, I I like your stuff. You know, how do I how do I start my own YouTube channel? They gave him the advice, you know, you just gotta just gotta do it, show your face, have fun, you know, all this other stuff. And um, his, his this gentleman uh, started his own YouTube channel. It's called The Rambles. And to and he he he, he talked a little bit about getting the chance to meet those two at York. And I feel like that was a really special moment for him to meet such names like people like that in the YouTube world and have them give them his their advice and him to be able to make that leap to make his own content and share and promote the hobby. That's 
that's great. And like I said, when you're at York, you'll have the opportunity to meet folks like that. You know, they, there isn't any designated spot for that per se for that. You know, maybe there will be in the future. But if you see people like that you recognize on YouTube walking around, you know, you could, like I said, you can just walk up and you know say hi, and you know maybe get a ch- chance to, to talk with them. I, I definitely know I enjoyed for sure to to meet all the folks who who approached me and said hi, and um, it's just amazing. Uh, Maddie C made mention of the. GFW, uh, GFW trains. They had a they had a tailgate going on, and you know you guys can chime in at a moment for this, but that was that was a happening meet. Like there were so many big names from from the YouTube sphere just chilling out, and people just walk up and say hi and hang out. And I think that was a really great way to end the first day. Nope, I agree. Uh, big shout out to George and Wally for providing us with a a fantastic Chicago meal. Uh, and just kind of, uh, you know, I was able to get a shirt from them and just kind of talk with them and talk with all the other, like Johnny said, like talk with all the other uh, social media folks involved in O-Scale Modern Railroading. Uh, it was a, it was a great time and it, it brought a little bit of home with us to York. So that was kind of special. It was just an absolute pleasure to uh, get a chance to socialize with them. And it wasn't just GFW. It wasn't just George and Wally. No, it was like their whole family went. They made it a big family vacation to come to this show. And it was the most happening thing on the whole like lot, the entire parking lot of the uh, the show. Like You can see from like a mile away their giant GFW flag flying proud in, in the, uh, the wind there. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing. I've never seen this type of uh, activity at York where uh, – you had that, like a tailgate at, at York, like a, a pregame for like the big day. Because uh, for those who don't know, uh, the Thursday day of York is the shorter day. Like it's only open for a few hours and then they shut down. And then uh, the sat Friday is the uh, the longer day where it's it's till like six o'clock at night or something like that. Some crazy. Um, but no, George and Wally, uh, if they do get a chance to listen to this, thank you for uh, – Having an East Coaster, a uh, born and raised Long Island, New Yorker, uh, have a Chicago dog for the first time, and uh, the, the Chicago root beer and all that stuff, just uh, f- phenomenal uh, time. That was just one of the coolest experiences I've ever had at a train show, just socializing and talking and just sharing a nice meal with everyone. That 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 really was something I'll remember for a very long time. Yep, abs- ab- absolutely. So again, uh, shout out to the GFW family. Now, uh, let's, we can't have a York podcast without talking about our treasures that we were able to find. Uh, Maddie C, I will start with you. Uh, Sir, what did you find at the York train show? Oh boy. So remember how you were saying how uh, it's really hard to keep your wallet in your pocket this entire time, you know? <laughs> Texas uh, Cowboy over there with his quick draw McGraw wallet. I I, <laughs> I mean, when we first got to York, uh, when me and Blake like touched down, if you will, like Eagle has landed kind of deal. Um, when I got there, I got a call from another friend of ours from the podcast, uh, O-Gage Greg on Instagram. He was texting me like for the last 20 minutes of our ride to get to the show. And he's telling me, Matt, there's four 66Ts everywhere. I'm like, what? And he's got, he shows me pictures of this one seller having like a stack high of like 
six different road names of that locomotive. For the viewers at home, um, I didn't mention it in my interview when I was on this show a long time ago. Um, one of the engines I was really looking to find for a long time is a K-Line 466T, a tank engine, like a baby. It's basically a baby Hudson, but with a water t- bunker on the back, if you will. Um, just a very oddball, unusual looking engine that K-Line made. It was one of the, it was the last model that they produced before they went under. Um, gorgeous model. And the price was too good to pass up. So I literally said, I, I'm here I am like standing in the, in the hall and I see Matt R for the first time. I shake his hand and shake GFW's hand. And I, I'm like, hi, bye. I got to go buy a train. And I, I ran. So, cause it was at the end of the show. It was, uh. <laughs> The last, I don't know, that we were there for the last like two hours before they closed. I'm like, if I don't buy this now, I'm not going to find it later or somebody else might snag it the next day or the first hour of the show. So I just, here you go. And then there's Johnny over there. I'm like, hey, hey, Johnny, count this for me. Like I'm just handing him stacks of cash to like, uh, to just to make sure I'm giving him the right amount. Cause I was like, your heart's racing. It's an engine I've been wanting for like a long time. So. That was the first thing, major item I picked up at the show, and I was really happy to pick it up. Um, awesome engine, TMCC, you know, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, and then the second day of the show, I found mostly lighter stuff. So it was uh, some K-Line coal cars. Um, I see, see, here's my thing. The, this show was definitely like the black, yellow, and white box territory for me this year because there was heaps of k-line stuff really good k-line stuff at york um so yeah the 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 die cast coal cars i picked up and those are fantastic cars i got a set of four of them for a really good price that i was really happy with you had another friend of the podcast uh chris trains and things he was standing there next to me we both gave each other a look because there was two four car sets and like he gave me that look like i'll buy one if you buy one kind of deal so I, I whipped I whipped out the cash I handed it out and I was very happy um, and then the other stuff I found was something really cool um, and maybe you guys can also chime on chime in on this as well um, I bought some stuff from the Bob Weaver collection so there was uh, some box cars and these really unique pieces of rolling stock that I don't think were cataloged or they were and they were just limited numbers some of them were beat up but like I, I'm not afraid to say this much like it was the, it was $15 a car for these. I'm like, that's too good to pass up because Weaver products are actually, their, their rolling stock is rock solid. It's scale. It's detailed enough. And it, it, you can't beat that. Like $15 for a box car. I'll take three, please. You know? <laughs> so I was very happy to pick up some of that. Um, and then I picked up a couple of uh, rare pieces of MTH rolling stock that I was happy to find. Like I said earlier in the show, I found a... Uh, they recently at this show opened up Yellow Hall, which they haven't op- had open since like the 70s, uh, which is literally when you, for those who don't know, when you walk into York, they have the big iconic uh, fairground sign. It's the giant like green and yellow uh, York sign. And uh, underneath the bandstand is a new hall that they reopened for this year. And in there, there was this one really sweet lady who uh, I think – Matt and Johnny, I think you guys bought from this same seller as well. Um, she had heaps of scale, awesome rolling stock. She had uh, some Golden Gate Depot. She had um, 
a bunch of Premiere stuff. But I found an N6B caboose, which is probably one of the most sought-after wood-sided cabooses Mike ever made. It's really detailed and really nice. And the cool thing, it was pre-weathered. So, you know, the, the roof was, like, sun-baked and stuff like that. It was just really awesome, and the price was too good to pass up. So I bought that and a few other pieces from her. And that's pretty much how I wrapped it up. I didn't go too crazy, but I'm I I'm looking for more quantity over uh, I mean quality over quantity at this point. So very happy with my stuff this year for sure. Awesome. Yep. And uh, I, you also uh, have a YouTube video on what you found at York. Um, I will put obviously Matt Maddie sees information uh, in the show notes as well. But please check out his video on his uh on his york findings uh johnny what did you find oh gosh everything kind of blends together i just look over and there's a mound of boxes next to me and i'm trying to remember what i thought um let's see going going play by play here uh arriving on the first day which would be thursday uh we went to orange hall to kind of explore and looking around orange hall now Orange Hall is a lot, from my impression, were a lot of the dealers, a lot of the manufacturers. So if you wanted to go with the big names, they were definitely there. And there were a couple of private stores, I think, in there as well. But I remember I walked away with uh, one of them was a, fifth, uh, I think it was a 16-inch coach from K-Line. It's a aluminum 16-inch Southern Pacific business car. Now, these cars, you can get them for usually around the $100 range or sometimes even less. Um, this car was one I've been hunting down for a while. I just was looking for the price that I wanted. Um, and I definitely found one of them here. Uh, it's a silver car with a red stripe where it says Southern Pacific. And it's got a really awesome like backlight as well. And it just happened to be sold by uh, one of the gentlemen who actually had a bunch of uh, 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 K-Line tank engines. And I got that car for about, I think it was like 40 bucks. It was a complete steal. No box. So uh, I'm sorry, Matsy. Uh, no box. But... Um, some about boxes? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, lack of boxes. You wouldn't be <laughs> yeah. interested. Yeah. Don't lack, of bo- lack, lack thereof, huh? Lack thereof. But it was, forget it was a steal. It, <laughs> yeah. well, forget it. I'm glad it, you got it. it though. That, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I got that. And then I also got something that is a little bit unique. Um, it was a digital soundboard for the Noma Talking Stations. And this is a project I've been I've been kicking around with Matt Z and Matt R for, for a while now. Uh, I was telling Matt R about it, funnily enough, on the way down to York. So it was funny that we, we managed to even get, I managed to pick one up. But basically, it is, the original Noma Talking Stations had a, uh, a mini, uh, what was it, record player inside. And this gentleman had made those things break and deteriorate over time as, as things do. So this gentleman had made a electronic soundboard with a speaker. You could just slot right into a Noma talking station. So I bought one of those with, I don't own a Noma talking station, but I bought one of those with the intention of mounting it under the layout and having it be a push button. So I was really, really excited to get one of those. Um, Friday, Friday comes around and we are walking through one of the halls. It was Matt R., uh, our buddy Jason, and I were walking around. And um, uh, my buddy Jason walks up, and he's like, Johnny, did you see those uh, Santa, those uh, daylight PAs over there? I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, there's, I think they're legacy ones all the way in the back corner. And I was like, Jason, I, li- I, I hate you so much right now. My wallet's already in life support, to, 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 to quote him. So we, we go over there, and... Uh, sure enough, a person has a Southern Pacific Daylight PA set, a A B A set, uh, powered B unit, 
And um, this is one of those cases where I say you with, with people with you, they can either make or break your wallet there. So I had had Jason being like, it's daylight in Southern Pacific. You you want it. You need it. And then I have Matt being our uh, Matt R being my resident uh, diesel expert. He's like, dude, you know, these go for this much money. Now, that's a that's a steal. You should totally get it. So um, I I I, I, bent, I buckled under the pressure and I, I snagged all three of those for a, a pretty, pretty solid like price it was definitely a steal and then i think i got a couple of weaver cars from the bob weaver collection as well and i i i snagged those cars up because one they were a great price and and two um our our buddy bernsey uh had is a was a good friend of, of bob weaver's and he has told me so many fond memories of his of being able to go to bob's layout and and run his trains and being able to he he actually recognized some of the cars that uh, that we bought um so from the sentimental value of of bernsey stories I, I bought some cars for myself and um on uh saturday last but not least we went back and we went to uh yellow hall and I, matt you can matt or you can chime in but yellow hall was very funny looking uh, with uh <laughs> There's a bunch of food vendors of like food stalls. And you see in the class, you see a bunch of O scale trains just, just sitting there. See, well, that and the architecture was like, I felt like I was transported back into the 1970s. Exactly. So. When, when I walked into that hall the first time, I, I, I saw some of the trains and I looked at Blake. I'm like, oh, this must be like a new food vendor spot for people who don't want to have food trucks. And then we're like, no, and Blake's like, no, 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 let's go take a little look and see. Then I walk in and I'm like, Wait, where's the food? No, there's trains in these things. Like, what yeah. was this? We passed it on the on on was it? We we did Saturday uh, Friday. Yeah, we passed it because we on uh, Friday have- morning. Yeah, on Friday morning uh, we thought uh, we looked inside and we're like, oh, I think it's just food people. And then we just <laughs> we moved on to the next building. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, we I we stopped by the um the the lady that Maddie C was talking about. She was wonderful, very kind. Um, and you know she was a joy to interact with. I, I really wish I, I got her name, but um, I walked away with two Atlas uh, Atlas scale steam air freight cars. One of them was a Pennsylvania coal hopper, and another one was an NNW uh, box car. And these were both weathered, and they were for like I think thirty five bucks a piece. And I was pretty content with them, so we bought them. And uh, I we, we were exploring PA later. We we actually went to Choo Choo Barn, and we were just chilling out after exploring Choo Choo Barn. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to open up the box, and I'm going to see what's in there. Well, I hear something rattling inside the box car, and I open up. Lo and behold, this $35 weathered box car, I open up. There's a full wood-planked interior with metal pallets and load inside. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a steal. Because I, I didn't bother to take it out of the box, you know, which I probably should have, but I was I was very pleasantly surprised, but those those were my my gems from the from the York train show, and I, I as much as my wallet is in, in witness protection right now, I, I I don't regret it one bit. You definitely got some gems, and just so everybody knows, uh, Johnny's uh, vlog from the York trip is available on his YouTube channel, and it is utterly fantastic. So if you want a visual masterpiece of uh our entire trip to and back home uh of going to york and all the really cool places and all the cool people that we interacted with uh please check out uh johnny's uh york vlog video on his youtube channel you guys can watch matt uh match r matt r hug a hug a diesel 
that, that's everyone's dream to watch me hug a diesel. So a, uh, like big red. as an outsider <laughs> for that, I was watching that. Um, and let me tell you, like I said, as an outsider, I haven't done this yet, but honestly, I really felt like I was right there with them. I mean, it really, that video is fantastic. Definitely check it out. Uh, really, it is probably, it's probably the best one I've ever seen thus far with York anything. I mean, there's a lot of videos on York, but that one in particular, it was the entire thing from beginning to end. Uh, it was a fantastic video, dude. Really great stuff. Thanks, dude. And yeah, um, kind of, kind of let you guys who are interested in the video know uh, the the video consists of. I didn't get as much footage at York, and I think this might be something we can bring up later. You can't really film much except for Orange Hall. There, they have a pretty strict rule on filming, but it definitely you get to see Matt, our mind's journey up to York. Um, you get to see Maddie C uh, crying in his wallet, his empty wallet, after he buys his tank engine, um, and. You can you get to see a little bit of the halls in there. We go after York. We go to the GFW tailgate. We go to the Strasburg Railroad, which was I cannot recommend watching that enough. Uh, that was such a, an awesome experience. Uh, Choo Choo Barn, uh, Pennsylvania Railroad Museum, Chris's trains and things layout, Sid's trains layout, Sid's trains his layout, and just all a bunch of your favorite YouTube guys all getting together just for a hangout. And I, I I hope for those of you who check out the video, you guys enjoy it as well. I'm sure that they will. All right. So uh, now on to myself. So I, too, uh, had a chance to walk around on Thursday evening. And although I did not want to buy anything, I could not, I could not, I could not not. No, yeah, let's not. Let's not do double negatives because that's a, um, that's a, a bad grammar. But uh I couldn't walk away from this deal. It was a MTH trolley. And yes, of course, you know, everyone who listens to our, uh, the Mad Mad podcast knows that we have a, an ecstatic love for subways, trolleys, and streetcars. And, yes, uh, it was absolutely. a MTH, uh, buy bonds, uh, trolley. It was a red, white, and blue. It was fantastic looking and it was the absolute steal of a deal. It was the best deal I got there. Hands down. Uh, because it was just more than 50% off. It was, it was, it was, it was like 65% off. So and you, I'll let you guys do the math on how much a new trolley is for MTH. Uh, and it's Proto Sound 2. Uh, it has all the Washington DC stops. Um, and it is a fantastic piece. Uh, so I, at that, that point, I'm like, all right, I can't buy anything else. I gotta, I gotta wait. No, I did find something uh, on that Thursday night over at the trains with a Z booth um it was a santa fe uh sw switcher but i said you know what i'm not gonna buy this right now if it's there tomorrow then i will buy it because uh you know if then it was it then it was meant to be so uh lo and behold uh the next saturday morning uh i went to we kind of walked around for a bit and i went to the uh the orange hall again and uh it was there and uh i wheeled and dealed with the trains folks and they gave me a good price and uh, ended up getting an atlas uh scale uh sw9 uh switcher uh santa fe and um uh yeah, I, I really love it it was a great pickup um i love little switchers and of course i love diesels so it kind of checked 
all of the boxes for me. It was actually my first Atlas engine as well. So I was really, really excited about that. Uh, secondly, uh, I had found, uh, as Johnny and Maddie C had noted, uh, the, the individual selling the Bob Weaver uh, rolling stock. They had a North Shore line boxcar, which I had never seen ever before. And it was like instantly grabbed uh, by myself, uh, thanks to uh, Johnny and Jason for pointing that out. Um, I ripped it out of their hands as, as fast as you can say, uh, Johnny and Jason. Uh, and you were, so uh, that... <laughs> you were so giddy. I had you... never, ever seen like it's very hard to find North Shore, uh, you know, Chicago and North Shore line uh, rolling stock or even like, you know, engines and stuff like that. And I do have the electro liner. But uh, just to find like any kind of product on that, because it's such a it's such a smaller, uh, you know, uh, train line uh, railroad that I was just really super excited to find that. Uh, and then we also went over to the food hall again over in the yellow building, the <laughs> the the hidden uh, uh, <laughs> the hidden area that we didn't know existed. And I was able to find another Bybonds uh, Atlas boxcar that was also weathered. It was pre-weathered a little bit. And uh, I got that for a really good deal as well. I love that little uh, little uh, Bybonds um, uh, steam. It's a steam era classics from Atlas. So it's a, you know, it's a small little wooded sided reefer. And uh, added that to my collection. Was really excited about that. And all in all, uh, you know, I found kind of what i was looking for i i didn't my my whole purpose was not to go there and just spend all my, all the money i had uh on one specific item because i wanted to go home with just kind of a whole bunch of little things and i think i satisfied uh that kind of checklist that i put on myself um if you are interested to see what I found visually you can always check out my youtube channel i did a video that was just focused on all of the treasures I found at York. Uh, and that information will also be put in the, the show notes here of the podcast. You bought everything red, white, and blue. I did. You could. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everything I you love... brought, you brought home in the, in, in my car was red, white, and blue in one way, shape or another. Yep. <laughs> and yep. when you saw that, that, uh, that box car, the Bob Weaver stand, both, both you and Jason, I want to give you guys a little bit of a, of a story here. All right for the listeners of the podcast we walked up to that stand and i think matt when you saw it i i could i bet you if, if matt had jumped up in the air he could probably have clicked his heels in the midair and when he saw that he was so excited he was ecstatic and then um i was looking through some rolling stock because all of us were buying something because it was just such an affordable price and has such a great story behind it well i pick up this the cb and q golden box car and it's it's really cool because um the cb and q had a, a steam engine they painted up in that paint scheme and i was like whoa this is really cool and i showed it to jason i'm like jason what do you think i want to get and jason's like he's he snaps his fingers points at it, he's like i want it i'm like but i'm buying this and then he reaches up he picks it out of my hand and hands it to the vendor i'm like dude i was buying that no mine <laughs> I was like, well, all right. So when, when, when Matt says that they literally pulled it out of our hands to, to buy him, I, he is not exaggerating in yeah. any way, shape, or yeah. form. Although you guys weren't going to buy it, I was very polite about it, even though if you weren't going to give it up, I would probably 
have beaten you up and taken you, it. What's talking about? You decked um, me, and then you went past me and got. I did deck you, yeah. Well, yeah. I just decked you because I wanted to deck you. It had nothing to do with the box car, but. Well, I mean, I guess being in the car with me for for ten, twelve hours, man, probably could talk to that. Could take it anywhere. I had to get my 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 aggression out. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad you got that car, dude. That was that was an awesome find. Yeah, that's even it needs uh, some new axles. The, the axles are a, a bit rusty, but um, even for a display piece, um, I, it's fantastic. I really enjoy it. And these are the these are all these things that Maddie C and Johnny and, and I mentioned. These are all great examples of all of the little cool things that you would find uh, at the York Train Show. So, um, you know, if you can afford it uh, and if you have if you can make the time. Uh, we we absolutely uh, encourage folks to even if it's just like you you, you say you want to go once it's worth it just to go once to say look I went to this show and I guarantee you that you will have a wonderful time and you will go home with something cool uh, because I think everybody everybody in our little kind of um, in our little train O scale group uh, that that's outside of the people that are on this podcast right now because you know we have a uh, a few more folks too that we we hang out with and talk to um what everybody else went home with a smile on their face because they found like this cool piece of rolling stock or an engine or a set or something else what i, I want to ask this question to to you guys real quick and this will be a question i think would be helpful for anybody who is planning to go to york one did you guys feel like you brought enough money to York and two, what would you recommend would be if they're, if the view, if this is a new person and they're able to accumulate this money to go, what would be a good budget to have at York? And I'll, I'll open this to the floor. <laughs> All right. I'll go first. My answer is uh, uh, no. And yes. So uh, <laughs> uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give a little bit more, uh, um, uh, meat to that answer here uh i had actually i had around fifteen hundred dollars set aside for york um and one of the items that i had been looking for for a long time uh was the santa fe uh mth blue goose uh you know it's the uh, it's the hudson uh it's the only streamlined hudson that santa fe ever made uh, I had been looking at for looking for it for a long time. I had been specifically looking for the PS3 version. Uh, and right before York, literally like three weeks before York, uh, I ha- I got the opportunity to to buy one and um, I couldn't pass it up. I'm like, well, if I saw this at York, I would end up buying it. So I'm just going to buy it now. Uh, so I did go to York with a lot less money than I wanted to. But I went to York with a smile on my face because I had already found what I was looking for. But I would say probably fifteen hundred dollars is is probably what I would recommend and what I would go there with, because uh, I think that covers finding a really nice engine and a whole bunch of miscellaneous rolling stock and smaller pieces. Uh, again, that's my opinion. Um, everyone's going to be a little different based on obviously your budget uh, and uh, you know, how, you know, what, what you had already purchased before and you know, what you're looking for. But I would say for me, that's about where, you know, I'm going to be, if I go back in the fall of 2022, um, 
I'm going to bring $1,500 as, as spending money, uh, in, in the halls. So, uh, I'll, uh, I'll pass it over to, uh, Maddie C. So it all comes down to really, as you think about it, it comes down to the type of hobby, O scale hobbyist that's going to this show. Are you a post-war guy? Cause I don't think we ever mentioned this on the show, uh, thus far. This show has everything from post-war MPC, um, you know, early TMCC, um, early legacy some in some cases pre-war trains it all comes down to at least in my opinion like which hobbyist are you are you the toy train hobbyist or are you the scale realistic or semi-scale guy and um the prices can vary for anything of that like if you are standard gauge like like tin plate pre-war guy you're going to want to bring way more than 1500 because some people just charge an arm and a leg for some of the uh, stuff because it's so premium and really, really nice condition, almost museum quality. Um, but if anything, for me at least, I, I went with around $700 and I was able to buy a locomotive and heaps of rolling stock. So it, it all, it, it, for me at least, the minimum. You want to bring at least, at least for me, like since I'm a scale guy, like the majority of us here, um, anywhere from like a thousand to maybe eleven hundred dollars, I think is probably the best bet. Um, but again, it really boils down to what are you in the hobby? Like, if you're a post-war guy, bring bring close to like six, seven hundred, maybe more than that. If you're a pre-war guy, then bring maybe like fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars because like people charge a lot for pre-war there. Um, if you're an NPC guy, like honest to God, you can go into an, any hall and you can walk out with $500 worth of stuff. That's, that's how inexpensive the NPC stuff is at York post-war is, you know, it, it depends again, it's kind of falls into that toy train pre-war category where you might have to bring a lot more money than you'd want to. Um, like the original 700 E can show up. And I, trust me, I've seen them. I've seen several of them. But uh, yeah, like I said before, it comes down to what type of hobbyist you are. And just it really comes down to how much you are willing to spend at a train show. And if you're going for two days, one day, all three days, like you, you got to put all those factors into consideration. Um, but that that's where I stand. If anything, um, $1,000 to this show would be like a place to start. But it, it, it really comes... You can bring whatever you feel most comfortable with. That's how I look at it. Yeah, that's actually a good point, Messi. In fact, in fact, uh, you could probably bring $200. And if you're pretty frugal and you walk around and go into every building, I guarantee you, you can walk, you can walk, you can, you can leave there with a lot of great stuff. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, you, if you're keen eyed, and you look for those deals, you will definitely get your money's worth at this show. And another point I'd like to remind everyone is keep into account the distance you'll be traveling for this. You know, for for Matt R and I, we it was a twelve hour drive for us from Chicago to Pennsylvania. So we brought for us personally, we brought a big sum of cash because we wanted to make sure that we got 
that you know for the money we were putting in for for mileage for hotels for you know gas and and, and tollway fees that we were getting that back in in terms of value and we definitely did um for myself uh i brought a thousand uh, i was advised by sid who was formerly on, uh, on the podcast here too and maddie c they said that that will work for them and i i went into the intention of i'm going in to buy a command control scale engine so a thousand dollars i think would be a pretty a good blanket amount to have for that. And I definitely got that. Um, I would say I brought the right amount and I would recommend that for anybody. If you are able to bring that much, definitely do so. Now, did I use all $1,000? No, I did not. I actually only ended up using about seven, $800. So I still had money to take home to take home to um, put into the, uh, I have to pay off my debt fee, so the debt pay off my debt fund. So, I'm I'm in the boat of a thousand dollars would be pretty good to cover, regardless of what scale you're, yeah, what scale or what uh, era you're in, and definitely definitely worth the uh, definitely worth the value. So, but um, like Matt R said, if you're if you're smart about it, you know you can definitely walk away with a bunch of gems for only a, a couple hundred dollars. All right. Well, uh, we're getting close to, uh, well, we're a little bit over the hour mark. Um, I just wanted to kind of hit each of you and just, is, does anyone have any uh, like brief summary or something that you want to bring up about the trip to York? In short, I would say this is, oh, it all comes down to, uh, at least for me, where, you, where you're coming from to, to go to this show. Um, are you somebody who's maybe like a few states away or you're like, uh, you know, borderline West coast can like, like the Chicago guys here, like it's a manageable trip or are you going to be somebody who, I don't know, say lives in California, but wants to go to this, but you got to do like halfway fly halfway across the country to come to this. And you might not be able to spend or bring home nearly as much as you want. It, it's, it's. For me, at least, it's like Matt said earlier in the show tonight. Um, this is definitely a show I would go to at least once. And you can go in there with maybe like anything from 50 to $200 or something like that. And you can certainly walk away with some pretty awesome stuff. Um, you don't have to go in there with the mindset of, I want to buy you know, the highest quality locomotives, like the scale, legacy, or like really late TMCC borderline legacy stuff. Uh, you, you can walk in there and find literally something for anyone. And that's the main thing I encourage about this show. You can go in there and you can find literally anything. If you're an MPC guy, they got something for you there. Post-war, pre-war, you know, scale. It doesn't matter. Like you'll find something that you like. Um, so that's like my summary of this. It's It really is a wonderful show. It's an amazing time to either see old friends or make new ones. And uh, you really get a sense of just how special that this hobby truly is to a lot of people because you have thousands of people walking around this fairground for three days just discussing and talking trains and railroading history and just think you know this this wonderful hobby that we all share and it's it's really something that's worth visiting at least once for sure uh johnny how about yourself this show and this trip is probably the highlight of not only my year but my 
model railroading like experience. It was it was surreal. Um, the show was great. Um, I've never been like in shock from the sheer quantity of trains in front of me, or the and just the fact that I got to meet so many of you guys, um, listeners and friends of of the podcast, to meet everyone in person to say hi. It was it's something I'll 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 never forget, and it was just such a wonderful experience. I really can't recommend going to York enough. Um, I, I do wish we could have shown more of it uh, on on our videos, but um, it's it's something that if you are in the Oskil hobby, it's kind of a pilgrimage you need to at least make once in your life. So I'm not the kind of person that goes on a lot of trips. I'm not really a. I'm kind of a. Um a staycation kind of person, homebody. Uh, but I do have to say this was just an unreal experience for me. Uh, just, you know, taking the trip and driving there um, with my train buddies, uh, meeting all of the people uh, in our little group here, uh, in our, you know, just kind of YouTube slash just kind of like O-scale buddies, uh, just meeting them in person, and just kind of being able to like shake their hand and and just hanging out with them uh, was just an unbelievable experience. And I don't want that to kind of shadow the experience at, at York. But before I had I had left, um, you know, my initial gut feeling was that, you know, the best thing about this trip is going to be meeting the people uh, behind the usernames uh, that I and YouTube names that I've been watching for quite a long time, and I do have to say that that was definitely rang true. Uh, that was the best part of the trip is just uh, sharing that experience with friends, and uh, you know that's not to uh, undersell the show at all because uh, that was a fantastic experience. And to be honest, I have no doubt that I will be back in the fall of 2021. So, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back again, guys. I'm going to get my DeLorean. I'm going to go back, back again. Yeah, back I'm so great. Future, yeah. I'm going to yeah. do it again. You're going to go back and get the yeah. air urban you didn't buy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> uh, but uh, I do plan on going again in the fall of 2022. Uh, let me correct that date. So, um, but uh, yeah, just uh, just a wonderful time. And uh, again, uh, thanks for uh, just want to give a shout out to all the all the folks that I met there, uh, not just the people in, in kind of our local little social group, but uh, everybody outside our social group that we met there, all the vendors, all the people that came up to us uh, talking about like how they watch our YouTube channel and our podcast and everything else. Uh, it was a very uh, surreal experience. So uh, Matt Z, do you have any closing thoughts? I I really enjoyed this uh, episode. I think that, like I said, as a newcomer who's never done this before, it gives me kind of an idea, especially at the monetary part, you know, how much to bring. I mean, you know, you it, from what it sounds like, from what I've heard from you guys and from other people, you only have to bring a million dollars to one of these shows to have fun. And that, I think, is kind of almost refreshing in a way to, to people who don't have a ton of money, who can't really you know, afford to bring, you know, five, six, seven thousand dollars with, you know, you can bring 15 or maybe 2000 with you or even less like what Maddie C said, you know, and just have a good time. And I think that 
you know, I think it's more about, yeah, the, to what Matt R said, the trains are cool and the whole show is fun. But I think meeting the people you meet is even more, is even more fun, at least for me, in my opinion. Yeah, and and, and I just want to let you know, Matty, uh, Matt Z, that uh, you were definitely not forgotten because there were several times as we walked through the hall uh, where we spotted things like, oh, where's Matt Z? Like, he would love this. Or where's Tim? Uh, Tim is another uh, another gentleman in our, in our little sh- Chicago kind of social network. Uh, so we didn't forget about you, Matt Z, and we didn't forget about you, Tim. Uh, we, You guys, your name was brought up several times as we, we walked through the halls. Uh, you know, just finding all those little things that you guys like and, you know, be like, oh, I wish they were here. And this, this again, this is not to make, make you feel bad. Uh, this is to kind of show you that, look, we were there at the show, but, you know, we, we didn't forget about you guys. And uh, we're hoping that you guys can make it to, uh, next time. Yeah, uh, I did my, my, I Matt, really appreciate my Matt D that. impression the entire time. Every time I saw oh, did you? you liked yeah. Matt, so yeah. many subways. Yes. Yeah, I, I I saw the pictures. I saw there was one guy had a whole table worth of subways. Holy smokes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta walk over and get my subway. <laughs> I'm walking here. <laughs> we just lost all of our New York audience. <laughs> or we got new ones on. Yeah, maybe I don't uh, know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that uh, I think that wraps up the uh, this York Show podcast um, again. Uh, I want to thank uh, again, uh, Maddie C for uh, just kind of giving us his time. Uh, number one for just, uh, you know, being a fantastic guest as usual, but uh, allowing us to kind of pick his brain on York and kind of being our guide for York. Like he was the guy that kind of helped us new guys, like, you know, get signed up when Johnny and I were like, we don't know what to do. Please help us. Uh, Maddie C kind of stepped up and said, okay, guys, here's what you do. Uh, you're going to PayPal me a thousand dollars and then I'll show you all the insights to York. <laughs> that's, where my, that's where my, that's where my came from that's, this year. He charged you a thousand. He charged me three. Wow. Hey, I guess, you know, I guess buy, we know who, I guess we know who he likes better. So somebody's got to buy a vision line locomotive at the sting. Cause my name isn't Matt. I bet that's what it was. You know, that it pays dividends to have the name Matt yeah. in the it YouTube does, industry. Does. Yeah, I guess you. so. Yeah. <laughs> uh but uh yeah thanks maddie c uh and johnny uh welcome aboard buddy uh we are we are excited to have you on our podcast adventure and uh this 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 podcast is going to go places we have mm-hmm. uh matt uh, z and i are really excited about you coming on board and uh it's only going to get better from this point yeah i'm super excited i made it ma i made it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know your mom's a big fan of the show, right? So, so. yeah, she's uh, she's totally yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, to kind of close this out, uh, we're gonna use do our usual kind of uh, uh, social uh, where to find you things. Uh, Maddie C, where can people find you on the internets? You can find me on YouTube at Maddie C Trains, and you can also find me on the same handle on Instagram at Maddie C Trains. Uh, Johnny, how about yourself? You can find me on YouTube on, at Audemus, A-U-D-A-M-U-S. And you can also find me at Audemus underscore trains. I love talking with people. If you want to get in touch with me and, and just chat about trains, well, hit me up on Instagram on my messenger and I will, I'll get back to you. Matt Z, where can people find you? They can find me on YouTube under Matt-TrainLover9943. You can also find me on Facebook under the same name as well. 
All right. And I can be found on YouTube at West Chicago Monterey Road and on Facebook as the same name and on Instagram as WCMRR. And folks, uh, the social media for the Matt Matt podcast, we are also on Facebook. You can look us up. If you just search for Matt and Matt O'Scale podcast, you'll find us on there. Uh, we also have a YouTube page now uh, where uh, we are posting all of the uh, podcast episodes up on YouTube. So obviously there's no video, but uh, if that's the, the uh, if that's the platform that you want to listen to us, you can certainly listen to us there. Um, I'm in the process of uploading older episodes, but any future episode is, uh, I believe, starting with episode 29 will automatically be posted on our YouTube page. And if you just go on YouTube and look up Matt and Matt O'Skill Trains podcast, you will find us on there. Um, and just lastly, folks, uh, just please, uh, you know, if you have any feedback for us, uh, we are we are open to any kind of like uh, just comments on the podcast, like what you want to see, what you want to hear, how, how are you doing? How are we doing? Um, you know, I'm walking here, uh, just kind of, just kind of anything, you know, we, just, we, we want to, we want to make sure that, you know, we're providing the content that you always want to listen to. I mean, that's why Matt, uh, and I do this. And when Johnny now as well, is that we want to make sure that we're providing content that's going to give you guys a good listener experience. So we'd appreciate any feedback, uh, obviously that you can give us. Um, and, uh, just, uh, you know, again, we want to thank all of our listeners. We're, we are growing. We are over six thousand downloads folks six thousand downloads and we're we we just over one year mark so that is an amazing number we're super excited about that and uh there are plenty of great stuff coming down the road so uh with that said i want to say thank you everybody and thank you for everybody on this podcast for joining us and uh everybody have a great night take care